You are listening to the Reality Steve Podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind-the-scenes juice on Michelle's season of The Bachelorette and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 258. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Great show for you today. Courtney Robertson Preciado is our podcast guest. She's been on, I think, two times before, but it's been close to three years since she's been on. And we talk about a lot of stuff in this podcast, including stuff that maybe if you're not a diehard fan and know every ins and outs that I've shared over the years with you, Courtney reveals a lot of stuff about how this show kind of works, how the sausage is made, so to speak. So we'll get to that momentarily. I don't want to talk uh, uh, too much about things in Bachelor Nation world just because I've gone over a lot of them over the last couple days. The biggest one being that the Bachelor franchise after Clayton's season is going to run another Bachelor season. Now, again, I, I people immediately thought like, oh my gosh, it's overkill. We need a break. Well, you're getting a break. You're You're still getting the same break as you would when a normal Bachelor season airs and then The Bachelorette airs in May through the end of July. You're still going to get that break. So when Clayton's season is done airing mid-March, you're not going to have any Bachelor Nation programming from mid-March until the next season airs, which would probably be, just based on everything that I know, I'm assuming it's going to be May, mid mid to late May, where The Bachelorette has normally aired for the last 10 Years, I believe. I think it's been about 10, maybe 12 years. It always starts in May or first week of June. But that season will just now be a bachelor season. And as of right now, I believe it's for 2022, but I'm hearing rumblings. It might be the new norm going forward. That part, I don't know. The only thing we know absolutely 100% for sure, or that I know, because I'm the only one reporting this, nobody else has reported. Nobody even ran with it today. And. You know, I, they're just going to be behind when this is becomes official. I'm just telling you, this is. I mean, they're recruiting women right now. There's emails out saying, you know, send us your information. We'd love to talk to you for a bachelor for the bachelor filming in February of 2022. So it's not just like, oh, you hear something and okay, I'll run with it. No, the production team for the Bachelor franchise is sending out emails, casting emails like they would for any other Bachelor season, saying. You will need to take about nine weeks off beginning in February of 2022. So it's happening. And um, so the only thing we know 100% for sure is Clayton's season is going to air January through March of 2022. End of February, they're going to start filming the next Bachelor season. And just knowing the way the show goes, it's going to start airing probably in May. And then after that, everything's up in the air. I mean, I'm sure we're going to get, I don't think they're getting rid of the show, The Bachelorette. So I'm sure we're going to get a Bachelorette season in 2022. It's just going to film probably the same time as Tasha and Claire and Tasha's season and Michelle's season, which filmed July, goes through the end of August, beginning of September, and it airs October to December, like we're in right now with Michelle. Paradise, like I said, wrote yesterday, it's up in the air. I, I haven't heard either way. I wouldn't be surprised if it got canceled. If it does come back, I would expect some sort of tweak to the format. 
and or they get rid of it and they and they do a different type of spinoff show. I have no idea, but knowing that they're going to have two bachelor seasons and I'm assuming a bachelorette season in 2023, they could they can get rid of Paradise and I I think they would be fine, but I don't know. We'll have to see. The only thing we know for sure, two bachelor seasons, one's going to air January to March, the other one's going to air assuming May through end of July. So that's the biggest news coming out of Bachelor Nation this week. Clayton is still filming. They're in uh, Vienna, Austria right now. They are down to, I believe, Final Six. And once I get the Final Four, because obviously I, you know, I knew the 12, I knew the nine that went to Croatia, I haven't released any of those yet. But when they get to the Final Four, assuming I know who the Final Four are, I'll put that out right away. And that'll probably be on, I would assume, on Twitter. Once it's established who the final four are, that'll be put out on Twitter. And then we just kind of work backwards from there. Once I start giving out the kind of episode by episode eliminations and dates and stuff like that. So yeah, we're probably a week away from uh, final four being established. I got less than a week because once they start dates in Austria, it's date, 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 rose ceremony. If they even have a rose ceremony, they might, you know, that episode before hometowns, Sometimes there is no rose ceremony, and it's just if you get a date and you get a rose on it, you're good. So we don't know how they're going to do it yet. So we'll see. But I would think by the end of the weekend, good chance. Uh, well, definitely when they leave Austria, when they leave Austria, the final four will be established. It's just a matter of when I find out about it. So keep that in mind, and um, I will I will keep you updated uh, when I know. But that one I'm not going to hold on to. Uh, you'll know the final four once I know it. And I'll tweet it out, put it out there, and then, you know, kind of work backwards once I reveal who the 12 were that went to Toronto, who the 9 were that went to Croatia, and who went to Austria. So there you go. Let's uh, let's just get right into it, though, um, with Courtney Robertson Preciado. A very interesting interview. I enjoyed it. I always love talking to Courtney. She uh, is, because she's so far removed from the franchise, she doesn't seem to have an issue with talking about stuff that, yeah, it's been talked about by other contestants on this podcast, on other podcasts, but just throughout the course of this almost 80-minute interview with her, she really fills people in on what it's like to be a part of this show and kind of how the the sausage is made, so to speak, um, what, what happy couple visits are like, how hometowns works gives you a couple things that you may not have known about filming of her season and what went down her relationship with Ben post show, the book that she wrote, does she regret anything? I'm some good nuggets throughout the course of this podcast. I can't wait for you all to listen. It is podcast number two fifty eight. Let's go. All right, here she is. You saw her on Ben Flanick season of the bachelor as his final rose recipient. She is an author. She is a mother of one soon to be two. It is Courtney Robertson Preciado. Courtney, how are you? Hoo hoo! Hi, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. Oh my gosh, party of four! I know you are now. Right now, you your your son Joaquin turned one, I believe, in June, and so he's you know he's coming up on one and a quarter years old. Well, maybe he's a little past one and a quarter, and um, he's gonna have a sister. And you're about six weeks out, right? December 15th, is that still the due date? Yeah, it is. Uh, seven weeks, but who's counting? <laughs> yeah. Um, now, in terms of the pregnancies, quick question. Which one was easier, harder? Which one 
just going through both pregnancies now, um, is there one that was harder? Honestly, this one has been a lot harder. I, I, I was a lot more sick with this little baby girl and, um, Joaquin was a cool customer and I, I didn't feel sick at all. I mean, I felt had like the normal tiredness, but, um, yeah, this one is, I think maybe just cause I'm also chasing a toddler around and, yeah. <laughs> uh, and a lot of people say that, but like, even now I'm in my third trimester and, um, it's kicking my butt a little bit. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it and they say it can be the uh, girl hormones as well. So well, you, uh, you you informed me before we uh, started here that you need to be on a lot of water drinking, right? You so if if we yeah. hear you drinking water, it's because your doctor has ordered that. Yes, I, I'm currently sitting in our man cave too, so hopefully it's nice and quiet, and I'm in a bark lounger with my water. And I'm sorry if um, I get a little winded, so I'll try to try to <laughs> keep it to keep it down. No, I think uh, you sound fine. Uh, drink your water; that's fine. We all need to drink a lot of water. Doctor's orders. Day. Yeah, I know. I'm like, she wants me to stay off my feet more. I've been so busy. She's like, stay off your feet. So, my husband was at the appointment. He's like, got it. More Netflix. Okay. <laughs> have you been doing? Have you still been doing real estate recently? Like, have you been doing it during this pregnancy? Yeah. And my husband got his real estate license during COVID. So that's been super helpful. We're like a husband and wife team. And Mm. I have been, I mean, the market's crazy. I've been so busy. I have a closing today and I'm, I'm kind of trying to like, you know, just manage my buyers. Um, but I've been really busy. So he's helping with showings and I'm kind of getting to that point where I'm like, I have my go bag packed, like we're getting close. So I'm going to, um, you know, luckily you'd be able to to keep keep working <laughs> yeah. with his help. Well, I think um I you know, I you know you're having a daughter and is the room all done up yet? Is all that done? No, or not yet. We we're gonna swap Joaquin's room um to a bigger room and then <laughs> um we did get the crib. We found a great crib on offer up. I love like thrifting and <laughs> mm. we got a nice white West Elm one. So I'm so excited to do a little girls room. And then we had a sleep trainer coach lady um, with Joaquin in the beginning, and she came by just to see him the other day, and she gave us some good tips. She's like, you're going to move his room. He's not going to be happy. You need to make it like a party, a celebration. So, yeah, just learning to I'm hoping that he's a smooth transition, bringing her home. Um, he's a Gemini. He gets a little mad. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, Christmas, December, you know, a little Christmas baby. So he's, like I said, he's a little over a year. Is he... Is he understanding about he's going to have a sister? Is he quite grasping that concept yet? No, I don't think he's going to know what hit him. And (laughs) we joke around. I'm like, you're getting a little punching bag for Christmas. You're getting a sister for Christmas. So he's just starting, you know, he has a handful of words. But um, yeah, he's, he's in for a surprise. Yeah, I was going to say, a little over a year. I don't think he would really understand the concept of that. Um, I'll like point to my belly and say, baby, and I'll show him in a book. And He's just really sweet, though. He's a sweet boy. Um, okay, so I wanted to ha- I mean, it's been a couple of years since I've had you on. Um, gosh, I think the last time we had you on, now that I think about it, was either right at the beginning of Ari's season because of, you know, at that time there was, you know, rumors of you well you had a pass with Ari so it was like I wanted to bring you on to talk about him as the new bachelor and gosh that was like what 2018 <laughs> like we're oh gosh, it probably so long ago it's been probably three years I mean you and I 
you and I keep in touch here and there with texts and stuff. So I, it's not like I haven't heard from you, but podcast wise, yeah, I think it's been probably about three years. So, geez. Yeah. Anyway, it's been a long time. I know so much has happened. We had we just celebrated our one year anniversary, wedding anniversary. Uh, COVID hit. I yeah. mean, look at all the Bachelor goth that's happened. I mean, Chris Harrison has been canceled. I mean, there's so much to talk about. So, like I said, I'm going to try to stay on topic, but um, I want to hear also what's been going on with you. And yeah, no, we'll get lots happened. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll definitely get into that. I did I did want to bring you on and and kind of talk about, um, you know, because you played such a, you know, you're such a memorable person from this show. Um, the way, you know, I think you're the definition of, you know, edits and villains on this show because we see it every season. And, you know, I wanted to bring you on and kind of talk about that stuff and talk about things that maybe people didn't know about, you know, your season or how things were filmed or what you were, you know, having to deal with in terms of trolling and the hate that you got. Because, you know, this was when you were going through this, you know, your season aired in 2000. It, it, it filmed in 2011. You guys aired beginning of two, 2012. So Instagram wasn't a thing. Twitter was fairly new. You didn't have to deal with probably as much as if your season aired in 2021, uh, the reaction to you would probably be tenfold of what it was back in 2012. But just out of curiosity, when and, and we may have talked about this on the previous two podcasts, but it's been such a long time. When you were going through it, when you were filming Ben's season, were you aware was there was was there a part of you that were that was like I think I'm going to be painted as the villain or the girl that everyone has an issue with? Was it was it going through your head at the time or no? It wasn't. <laughs> I and I wasn't playing the role of like I um I wasn't playing a role of a villain whereas I think nowadays people go in to play one. Oh, for sure. Um I really thought like it was going to be like a this like the greatest love story of all time that aired and and I think a lot of that also comes from like just not knowing what the other contestants are saying in their interviews. Yeah. Um you know, I, I, I was, I was really shocked when I saw the first episode and the package they did on me and how they put it together. That was when I knew I had a problem. <laughs> I don't even remember what happened in the first episode that. So the first package, you know, they do a package yeah. and they came to my house in Santa Monica and they showed me at the farmer's market, picking out strawberries and riding my bike. And, and then in, what they showed me was like, I'm a model. I deserve a big diamond ring. Like it was like, Oh yeah, that's right. Sentences and it was like, oh, like they didn't talk about like my heart, what you know, like me having my heart broken, and it's like you know you do these interviews, and then they just cherry picked, um, like the way I came across was so not true to like really my nature, and so I was like I'm in trouble, and then and that's when I called and I said hey like wow wowie you know, and they were like oh no don't worry it's it's gonna get better it's gonna each week is going to like kind of soften for you. And each week I just felt like it was getting worse and worse. Yeah. And you know, and honestly it, it was, and that's the thing that, you know, I've talked to people who have been villains in on other seasons of this show. And I've always asked them, you know, sometimes off air, just like, Hey, when you're going through this and I'm sure you've reached out to producers like, Hey, you know, why was this shown? You guys are making me look horrible. Why did I get this edit? Like I've always been curious 
what is production saying back to you? And the answer that you just gave is the same answer I got from them. Production would be like, oh, don't worry about it. It gets better. I'm like, but then the episodes air and it doesn't get better. Like they're lying straight to your face. They know it's not going to get better. And it's, they're telling you, oh, don't worry about it. It'll get better. We're gonna, it's going to soften when it didn't at all. And I just, it's just amazing to me that, that what they can say to try and, and, and I look, I get it. They're trying to ease your tension and not get all worked up. And they don't obviously want you mad at them, but clearly my gosh, it was so, it, it, it wasn't getting better. Like you said, yet they were telling you, Oh, don't worry about it. It'll get better. I don't get it. it exactly. And then I'm like, well, of course they're not going to do me any favors. And, you know, uh, you know, not to get too far off of topic, but you know, I have definitely uh, remembered some things that I forgot. I do think, I mean, a lot's happened. A lot of time has gone by, you know, I wrote a book about it. I'm really glad because a lot of that stuff, I, I honestly just don't remember anymore. Um, but recently I remembered how they, they brought me in for filming after um, our season was done. And, you know, I know you had spoiled, like they filmed like the scene in San Francisco again and that date. And um, I'm pretty sure you did. <laughs> if not, there you go. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've they, heard about that from others. Yeah. And I, yeah. And like we were together and I was like, well, this is awkward. You have to go hang out with all these girls. <laughs> and, um, but so I had said like, they're like, we, they actually said to me, we don't have the footage to, towards the end, like to make you look better. We need to bring you back in and, and do some filming. You know, we need some stuff of you crying more, which I remember crying in Switzerland. Um, so anyway, we did, they brought me back um, before my season finale and, and they did some more interviews with me. And I just remember this recently. I think people might get a kick out of it. And I remember the storyline that I felt like they were trying to push is, they were trying to get me to admit to being just really insecure. And that's why I was treating the girls the way I was. And and I wouldn't say that. I was like, no, I, I didn't. Like, what do you mean? Like, this is, this is going to help. They're like, oh, it's going to help. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to say that because I'm really not an insecure woman, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it just really, and I was crying and it was just like really upsetting. My relationship was on the rocks and, um, I don't even know if they used any of that stuff, but uh, they said that they were trying to to, to make me look better. <laughs> well, that's the th- that's the thing that was amazing. You, you know, you mentioned you kind of threw it out there, and I don't think it has been addressed. Although I've spoken to women on your season who you know confirm that as well, off record. But you just brought it up, so you might as well talk about it. Spoiler alert! So the <laughs> the group date where it's like eight or ten of you, right? Where you went, um, where the women went snow skiing down one of the streets. You know, they imported snow and they went snow skiing down the streets. At the time of when filming was actually happening, there were plenty of pictures that that got out that day that I was tweeting out um, yeah. and putting on my okay, site. Yeah. Well, you're saying that after the season ended, all the women on that date got flown back to San Francisco and you refilmed. The, the, uh, the I wasn't on the but you date, weren't on the but date yeah. but they filmed yeah. they refilmed the snow skiing date which is amazing to me because everybody on that street was taking pictures that day when during filming when it was actually happening yet when they refilmed it I never got one picture I didn't even know this until years after the fact when somebody from your season I can't remember who it was uh told me about it and I was like wait really and they're like oh yeah no we went back and filmed it I'm like you went back and filmed the snow skiing group date 
after the season was completely done filming and she and she was like yeah i'm like how did that never get out like i never got a picture i was pretty pissed by the way i was engaged to him like he i talked to him that day like the day of and the day before and one of my friends that was there i wasn't on the date so here i am like and, you know, the show's airing out. I'm like, what if he goes and he's like, man, I should have picked KCV. Yeah. He's a great skier or, you know, whatever. Like, and one of my friends that was on it, I remember she told me later, like, oh, he showed up and he was talking about how he was out late, like out the whole night before. And I was like, what? That's news to me. Like, we were full blown together. Like, why was he out the night before, like all night? Like, <laughs> so uh, I just I wasn't happy I wasn't thrilled about it um, well, well here's the question why did they go why did they have to refilm it did something something happened I think with the tape like I don't know if they lost the tape or if it was like somebody screwed up on the camera end or what but they didn't they didn't they needed to reshoot the whole thing so I, I so I wonder now when when that when that episode aired and that group date aired I guess we saw the footage from probably the reshoot. The reshoot. So it'd be it'd be, inter- I don't know it'd be if interesting they were to go back and if they were talking at all. You know, I didn't even think of that honestly because yeah. I <laughs> I'm like, were they, are you like faking talking? I mean, yeah, because you imagine he's pretty much dumped all those women at that point in time. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm wondering. Yeah, I'm just wondering now if you go back. I don't even know if that season is online anywhere. I'm wondering if you go back and look at that no, date. It's not. If it is. Um, yeah, if anybody ever watches it, anybody still has it recorded somewhere, um, I'm wondering if maybe you can tell which footage we're seeing of the snow skiing date. You know, I don't know. Uh, it's I, I have no idea which one uh, which one it is because clearly I didn't know at the time to be looking for possible errors and continuity there. But um, <laughs> hairstyles, that's the hairstyles, yeah. Because that, for me, I, when I watch clips of my season, I never watch my season fully, but um, I'd be like, oh, I had my hair dyed, or, you know, like, oh, it's, you know, and my roots touched up, so those are the little fun things to look for. <laughs> I can notice that on all the seasons now. Yeah, because San Francisco, that was the episode where you didn't even, oh, you had, I'm sorry, you had a one-on-one in San Francisco, right? Um, in Sonoma, and then once I got to San Francisco, you had if I was on the group date there no I wasn't so you didn't have a date in San Francisco basically no I was just in the hotel just hanging out that's right and then that and then the um <clears throat> the rose ceremony in San Francisco is where Chantel from the previous season showed up that was the one where yes. that was some serious uh and drama. the girl kept Erica kept fainting yeah. Ceremony. yeah <laughs> yeah uh and, and that was when you threatened to leave that was the at rose ceremony I you were did. like I'm out of here I don't want to be here anymore yeah Oh, it was so bad. It just was like I probably, I probably should have just left then. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was crazy. But I mean, like I said, I don't, we're not going to go through your whole season. But that was a that was a thing that you know you just happened to bring up in your answer. I'm like, yeah, we need to address this again because yeah. I don't think people know about that. Um, I found out about it, like I said, years <laughs> after the fact, just by talking to you know people from your season and then there are pictures. Well, I know pictures got out of it, and you know who knows, but. It's neat. I mean, it's so long ago. Like, who cares? I don't yeah. know if they still do that stuff. But I have definitely remembered some things that weren't in my book that I'm like, ooh, that's shocking. <laughs> uh, just about how the sausage is made, you know. And um, yeah. 
Well, that, so, I mean, that's an interesting storyline that you did talk about after you mentioned the reshoot in San Francisco with the group date and snow skiing was the fact that clearly as your season was airing, it was this negative impression of Courtney Robertson and you were getting this villain edit and yet they brought you in at the end of the season to say, hey, we need you to do this because we want to we have to show why you're the villain essentially. And it's because you're insecure and and it's just like, that's a really weird angle that they took. I was shocked when you told, when you told me that. Well, I'm all about like being confident. I mean, I mean, he's even said it like I was attracted to her confidence and like, I wouldn't say that I was overly confident. I mean, especially towards the end, I was so deflated after filming, you know, I mean, I remember the day before we got engaged thinking like, he's probably going to pick her. Like I was really, I was emotional about it at that point. You just, I didn't know my ass from my elbow, (laughs) but, um, I, I really had a problem with them trying to spin the storyline that I was saying, like, I treated the girls this way because I'm insecure. It just wasn't true. It was, it wasn't true. And I was, you know, I was crying. I mean, they definitely got a lot of footage of me crying, but it just, it felt like very, um, I felt like it was actually maybe buying into the, the storyline they were trying to spin on me. Well, once I know, obviously the whole thing was tough for you. And then when the episodes are airing, it's getting even tougher and I remember when I had Ben on the podcast years ago, and Ben has even said it in other podcasts as well, that seeing this edit that you were getting and he wasn't thrilled that like, because obviously he knows at the time when the show's airing, like, this is my fiance and you're making her look terrible. Um, yeah. And that was so embarrassing for me. Like, <laughs> you know, like, gosh, like, I hope he doesn't believe this. And like, I think, you know, he was pissed at the show, but I think he was also questioning, like, oh, my God, is she this way? Which I totally get. Yeah. And having coming off the show, I was embarrassed, honestly, just to do the show. Like, I, I'm like, gosh, like, this is like a stretch for me. Like, I dating. I never had, like, an issue really meeting people. Um, but the whole time when you do the show, it's very much so, like, pick me, pick me. And by the end of it, like, I felt like, oh, my God, I'm still having to prove myself. Like, this is this is too much for me. Yeah, and you guys did not have a relationship, a normal relationship like most people that get engaged on this show when they have to watch it back. Sure, I, I'm sure it was tough watching Ben, um, you know, form relationships with KCB and Lindsay and all that. And, and um, God, who's the girl who finished third who fell off the face of the <laughs> earth? more kissing the kissing stuff i just ugh, i did not like watching that um yeah nikki nikki sterling sterling yeah <laughs> she was a good girl um i know he feels like he should have probably picked her that's okay <laughs> maybe he should have i'm just kidding <laughs> but but like you guys you know most people i mean just take the most recent season whether it's you know Tasha or whether it's uh katie unfortunately they just broke up but still watching back for them they're they're watching kind of a you know, a love story. Like you said, you thought yeah. you were going to have the greatest love story, but then you're watching it I back. I was so excited to watch that. And honestly, I was. I was like, this is going to be so great. And we can show our kids someday. You know, d- honestly, like I was very disappointed, like at the time. And now I, I'm really like at peace with everything. And I think, yeah, I know it's been so long for one, but like, 
I'm just thinking like ultimately we probably wouldn't have lasted it. I think it made our relationship harder. Yeah. Um, but we ended up trying to make it work. And I think that there were some fundamental differences between us that probably would have eventually, you know, maybe a little bit longer though, <laughs> like later down the road would have, we probably would have ended up breaking up. Well, I've always wanted to ask a final couple of this show that, and like I said, you guys are in a different light because of the way you were edited on the show and you were fighting this whole time, not fighting with Ben. I mean, maybe you guys did have some arguments and fights. And in fact, I think you did, but the whole idea of being a couple on this show, you, I, I got to believe and, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I am wrong, but I got to believe there's also a sense of feeling pressure to stay together because people invested their time to watch you over the course of 11 weeks and invest in your relationship that there's probably a part of people that says, I don't want to break up in two months because then we're just going to look like total failures and this show doesn't work. And there's got to be a pressure to, to stay together, right? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And if anyone said that there isn't, I think they'd be lying. Yeah. Um, although Katie, I mean, she's kind of a trailblazer, right? And uh, I mean, three weeks to, or was it three, sorry, three months. That's a pretty quick breakup. Uh, and and yeah. I'm a little bit surprised by that. Um, I don't, I, I'd be curious. I can't wait for more details to come out, but yeah, no, I felt a, a lot of pressure to, you know, stay, stay in exactly like stay in. I remember thinking like we broke up 11 months, like wish we could have made it 12, like just to say we, you know, officially we were together for a year. Um, and I'm talking like 11 months from like filming to when, you know, when we got engaged to when we broke up, I think that was about the timing. Yeah. Um, but I just remember the whole time people are gonna they're gonna say we knew it we told you so and and I actually was surprised by like the tweets and the people that showed actually more I think they had seen us like in a normal light through our Instagram and Twitter and stuff and you know whatever our appearances that we did uh, I was surprised that actually the overwhelming <laughs> I was shocked how many people were pretty disappointed to see us break up. Yeah, I, I the funny thing was, I remember I happened to be in New York at the time that your breakup went official, and I happened to be having lunch with a reporter who covers this stuff extensively. And I remember it just mm. turned into a shit show at that point of Oh, oh my yeah, god, I, oh my god, I need to Yeah, I was like, <laughs> Oh she's like uh, you know, she was like, Oh my god, I gotta I gotta end this lunch. I'm so sorry. Or I think, I think she was making calls as we're walking down the street and she's like, it was just a, it was just a total circus. Um, but yeah, I, I remember that day that the announcement officially came. I was in New York at the time and was literally with a reporter who covers this stuff and it was kind of bizarre, but, um, it was kind of a relief once that went out there. I was, I felt really heartbroken. I was so, I remember I was crying as soon as it went out. It was like, I didn't know what he was going to say like in his statement and he, nor did he know what I said in mine, just that we both were going to take the high road. And yeah. it was sad. I remember feeling really sad, but also really relieved. Well, it's, and, and that's, it's interesting you say that because it's so different now because the couples that do break up, they absolutely consult one another about when stuff is getting released, what we're saying, how we're going to handle this. And you were saying like, yeah, I had no idea what he's going to say. And he had no idea what I was going to say. And it's, you know it's totally different now. They clearly oh totally do it differently. Well, Blake and they did they do the post at the same time. I just saw yeah. Katie's and like they had the same exact verbiage oh, and yeah. you know like hey we're a united front and then it's like well I'd be curious to see like as time goes by and now there's podcasts like we weren't really allowed to 
you know, we, I think ABC had a much stronger hold on us back then to, to now, especially with podcasting and people's social media. And, um, I'll be curious to see how it plays out for Claire and Dale as well. You know, I know Claire, we've done some things together and, you know, it seems like that one's a, I don't think they're on the same uh, page. No, no, it doesn't, doesn't seem, like, seem it. like it. And I'm like, I'm obviously in team Claire, but I listen. Oh, I listened to yeah. her podcast with, uh, she just did one with uh, Jana Kramer and you can tell that um, Claire is pretty bothered by Dale's actions, but she, ne- you know, she never went into detail. She mentioned Dale's name a couple times in the podcast, but it was pretty clear who she was talking she's about. She's a class act. Yeah. yeah. She kind of danced around it. Good for her. I yeah. mean, at this point she's probably so ready to move on and it's just so painful though. And, especially in the world of like, it would really rub me the wrong way. Like now with everybody being influencers, which, you know, Hey, make your money, do your thing. It's just, for me, it's just all a little bit vapid. Um, I don't really, I don't really get it all, but like, it would be hard to like, okay, now he's off promoting like this fitness stuff or whatever. Um, I think there's another layer of breaking up now on the show too, just because everybody is so, like putting their best foot forward. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's definitely handled way differently now than it was back in 2013 when you guys ended up breaking up or, or late 2012. Yeah. When you guys broke up. Um, I, and, and this is interesting, you know, we talk about how social media has, you know, kind of changed things and you know, you, I think you were probably the, you weren't the first person in this franchise to ever write a book. But I think you were the first one that wrote a book that had the um, the topics that it did in it and the things that you discussed were never really discussed by, I know Trista had written a book uh, before you maybe, and it just, it just didn't, your book was way different and it was hilarious. Um, I remember at the time I was doing like a weekly video show and I remember every week I would read a paragraph from the book uh, that I thought <laughs> oh, was funny cool. because you know you were talking about you know the first time you ever masturbated and stuff like that like stuff that you just didn't hear I mean this was 2012 so while that doesn't seem shocking nowadays considering what we like see positive. on TV yeah <laughs> yeah back then that was a big deal and I was just like wow this stuff is fascinating stuff coming from a you know a person that we watched on on The Bachelor so I, you know, you mentioned that and you mentioned all the stuff that, you know, you had written in the book. And for the, by the way, for those that don't know, probably the, like I said, one of the best books, if not the best book written by someone from this franchise, it's called, I didn't come here to make friends, confessions of a reality show villain. You can get it on Amazon or all those places you get books. Just wondering now, long after the fact you're married, mother of one, second one on the way. When you look back at the first book, do you wish that, are there any regrets? Like you were like, do you look back on it now and say, maybe I could have left that out or I didn't need to talk about this or are you fine with everything? You know? Oh yeah, definitely. And, and I think a lot of that has come from um, being married to my husband. And when we met, you know, it was, you know, he knew who I was from the show, but like that was definitely, I don't know. I just have so, I have so much respect for him. And, and I realized that I didn't, really necessarily respect a lot of the people in my past for whatever reason. And I just like some of the stuff I wish I would have maybe toned back or toned down a little bit. Um, I, I, I don't know that it would have been as juicy though for the readers. Yeah. 
Um, and then like, you know, I've always been really thankful of like, um, you know, Ben has always been very respectful of, you know, of me, I feel like in post breakup with some stuff that was very private to me. And like, I, I sometimes wish like I would have, you know, I know I thought, I thought at the time I was very soft about, you know, certain things and like, you know, the mother-in-law dynamic, but I probably would have maybe been a little bit softer there. Cause I know he didn't, he didn't appreciate that. So, but yeah, no, I definitely, I don't think about it that much, but I, I would have changed some things. I actually, would have changed some names. Um, I felt like, <laughs> yeah, but you know, I, I, there's still part of me that really wants to write a second book and I, I pretty much have it dialed in. And, but the, the part of me is like, I don't know if it would be as good because I think I would censor myself a bit more. Yeah. I, I, I can probably predict one of the things that you would, that you regret or maybe not mention was the Ari portion which ended up making headlines because of what you said or do you not care oh yeah no i i and i've said to you before like he asked me to say that and like that's like you know yeah it's like definitely like i just it's just like one of those things just kind of always surfaces like if i do interviews and stuff and um yeah but but that's what but that's what draws like for the readers right they wanted like headlines and the clickbait and um, but yeah, no, definitely. I would have maybe toned back some of the, that stuff just cause I'm married now and I have a kid. And I remember my husband coming to me and being like, well, what are we going to tell our kids someday? I'm like, just that mom wrote a book. It was a New York times bestseller. And that's that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and like you said, yeah. I, I, as you mentioned earlier, as of now, I, your season isn't anywhere online. So you don't have to show your kids when they get older, but who knows, maybe it will be at some point or somebody has it on YouTube and just like, recorded it off their phone and uploaded it to YouTube. I don't know. I haven't looked to see what what of your season is still online. But, yeah, I mean, it was just a different social media time back then. Instagram was just in its infancy. Twitter was, I think, three or four years old at that time. So, Well, we weren't even allowed to have Twitter or Facebook until right after. But yeah. I remember I actually had an Instagram account, and it was so not a thing. I was posting pictures from our happy couples I bet if you went all the way back, you'd see like his foot in a picture of like a meal we cooked. Um, (laughs) And nobody, because nobody knew, like, I don't even think production, like I was just doing it like for fun. Like I was like, oh, this is like a cool creative app. Um, So (laughs) I, yeah, it's changed so much. It's so wild in the DMs. And I will say though, people hit me up after the breakup. Um, You know, I do, you know, like the, the male villains, gets even so so many women sliding into the DMs. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. It's different because, and I've talked about it, I think with Olivia, who is a friend of both of ours, who went through, you know, being a villain on the show, being portrayed as a villain. And it's just, it's just amazing to me because we know most of this, you know, majority of the audience that watches this show is women. Yet they're so quick to jump on the female villains of this show and write them off. Whereas the male villains, yeah, they'll get shit. But those same male villains, if you look at the comments on their Instagram, are women flooding their Instagram saying how hot they are. I know for a fact they get sent unsolicited nudes all the time by women. And it's just like, it's amazing because you had to deal with, and you and and others had to deal with so much more hate as a female villain, whereas the guys pretty much slide. The women don't seem to care 
about male villains and basically, you know, for lack of a better phrase, because if they're hot, they'll just be like, oh, well, I'd still fuck them. Like, that's the that's the mentality <laughs> when it comes to the male villains on this show. And you and other women in this franchise get crucified. It's just it's bizarre. Yeah, well, I mean, the viewers, it's like 77 percent women viewing, obviously. And yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys come off and they ride that train, you know. Yeah. I know they do. They get a lot of attention. And I also think a lot of guys aren't really writing stuff on Instagram. You know, I mean, maybe in the DMs, but a lot of the hate I got was, I would, I would say from mostly women. Yeah. And it was, was, and it was in either reaction on Twitter or whatever, because, you know, look, this was 2012. And so, you got it bad. And then every season after that, a new villain gets it even worse. And it just gets, cause at the time it's just like, Oh my gosh, Courtney Robertson, you were the talk of reality TV back then. I mean, the soup was talking about you every single week. You're on the cover of magazines every single week. You know, your whole, not your whole scandal. Ellen, even Ellen DeGeneres was ripping on me oh, yeah. when he went on the show. And then he had, she had like John Mayer on and he was, you know, like just it was everywhere. It, it couldn't escape it. Former bachelorettes were talking shit about you. I mean, it wasn't. Oh. It wasn't. Oh, yeah, the pe- former contestants were the worst. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, they're really they really piled on. And I, you know, I had a lot of other stuff going on in my life at the time that was really heavy that someday I'll talk about. But I just have to remind people: you just never know what someone's going through, and. Um, yeah, it's, I honestly, I don't know how people go into these new seasons wanting to be the villain or playing that card because with the online hate now, honestly, I can say a hundred percent, I would have not been okay with that. Like I'm too fragile, (laughs) I'm too sensitive to handle that. And you know, I just, I don't know how they're doing it and like why people would play that card because, and the hate is next level. And I guess I was curious to see, I know you've kind of been dealing with that a little bit more it sounds like this year you know i kind of know some of the stuff but how it how you deal with it because i think some people deal with it so differently like for me it affects me like even randomly i'll get like some nasty comment and i'm like oh you know like i just like i really have to protect my peace especially with social media and like but for you how has it been for you handling that kind of negativity. Yeah, it, it's different in that it doesn't come across on my Instagram like comments because the only things I post on Instagram are, you know, information about the show and spoilers and stuff like that. You know, when everything went down with me back in April, um, it was more along the lines of people emailing me and DMing me. Nothing was really being posted I, I, there might've been stuff here and there, but I just, I, I, I wasn't posting on my Instagram feed all that much. So, but yeah, I saw the comments and, um, again, spurred on by a lot, by former contestants of, of this show. And, you know, it sucked. It wasn't, it's not being, it's not pleasant to hear you're being called a future rapist. Like who wants to hear that? Um, you know, I know it's coming from somebody that doesn't know me and they don't know a thing about me. They're just hearing this for the first time. And they were introduced to my past writings, which were, as I've addressed numerous times, very misogynistic, very anti-woman. And I get it. But 
what those people also didn't understand was I hadn't spoken like that in years. I wasn't writing that way anymore. It was just somebody who got a hold of my old writings, sent it to a, you know, a podcast in this franchise. They ran with it and all their fans came after me and I could tell by what they were writing. They didn't read my site at all. They didn't read a word that I said. They were hearing that for the first time that day and they thought that that was stuff I was still saying. And so, yeah, it sucked. It sucked to get called an incel. It sucked to get called a future rapist. It sucked to get called a predator, you know? Um, it doesn't feel good, right? No, it's, it kind of it kind of hits you on a soul level, and uh, the hits kind of just keep coming, you know? <laughs> yeah, and it and it was, you know, like I said, it was coming through on, the, on my DM requests and stuff like that, so it was very easily deletable. But when you're just getting it over and over and over again, and you know it's coming from people that literally don't even read your site and they're just in a pile on mode and reacting to what, you know, the other people said, and they don't realize that you haven't written like that in years and you have addressed this in the past. It is, it just, it sucked, but yeah, you don't, you don't wish that upon anybody, but it also opened my eyes up to, you know, the one thing that I did get called out for, which, um, I never put a lot of thought into was my reporting on contestants and, the effect that it did have on on them. And I I just never put a lot of thought into it. I was just like, this is what I do. I'm going to report if you have some negative shit and some tea about you in the past and I find out about it, I'm going to report it. That, that I've done a 180 on since April. Anybody that follows my site knows that. It just, it got to a point where I was like, you know what? Even if the information is true, which I believe to be all the stuff that I did put out there, I believe to be true. I never knowingly put something something out that uh, I thought was false. Um, I just felt like it wasn't benefiting me in any way. I was in a lose-lose situation being the middle person of someone coming to me and saying, hey, I know this person. They're a piece of shit, and here's why. Here's the receipts. And it's like, okay, I'm basically doing your dirty work. And for the longest time, yeah, I did it. I did do the everyone's dirty work. And I was the middle person trashing contestants based on information that I was given and shown, which, again, I believe to be true. Some um, were legit and some weren't, but I was running with everything. Ever since April, I haven't said one thing about any negative information I've gotten about contestants, and I've probably gotten more negative information about contestants since yeah, April than, than ever before. And I'm just, I'm not doing it. If someone that comes to me wants to put their name to it, wants to do an interview, they want to be the one that says, this is what this person did. And I'm so-and-so, here's my Instagram account. I'm more than happy now. But yeah, I, I decided that. To, so that was the one, I think, I, the, the, the real good thing that came out of it was I've changed the way I've reported about this show. And I'm just not going to do uh, what I did in the past and you know, kind of go from there. But the the thing, I guess, for me that I find so hypocritical and so ironic is the people from this franchise that called me out for that, which once again, they had every right to do. Like, I know I'm not well liked by certain people in this franchise. Certain contestants just don't like me because of what I did in the past. Totally understandable. But then to go and continue to do what I do <laughs> and say the same kind of exact things that I did with, you know, no evidence, no reporting. And they're basically saying the same thing, saying they're hearing stuff about this guy or hearing stuff about this girl. 
and doing it themselves, it's like it's so hypocritical where you called me out for that, which you had every reason to, yet you're doing the same thing yourself. And that, uh, yeah, that's, that's very hypocritical. Yeah. And, and that, so that's where I'm at with it. So I'm going to, I'll let those people fall on the sword. I'll let those people show their ass and show who they are and realize how hypocritical they sound coming after me for doing what I did, which again, they had every right to. But when you do that and then I change my behavior, yet you continue to do yours, it's like, well, who's, who's winning here? Who's. You know, I don't think I need to point. You out. are. <laughs> I don't think I need to. I don't think I need to point it out, but it's yep. kind of obvious. Um, well, you've definitely had a lot. You know, I mean, that's the thing with everyone doing these podcasts. And I know you went on Nick's. I heard some of it. I had to turn it off. It was really painful to listen to. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I just I feel like everybody kind of you know, I was looking for that thing too to to jump on. And but I did feel for you because I was like, wow, this seems like it seemed like from what I've kind of just witness you've had a, definitely a lot more backlash than you probably have ever had. And yeah. it made me wonder, like, I wonder if that kind of made him look at, you know, how the villains or how that feels to some of us on for sure. Kind of put you in our shoes a little bit. Oh, it did. Yeah, for it absolutely did. And that's why I've changed the way I'm reporting about the show. Now, now I'm just sticking to, Hey, what happens on the show? What are the spoilers? Who gets the first impression rose? Who gets eliminated? Who's the final four? You know, did any picture? Here's I got pictures of this date. Here you go with this. Like I'm just sticking to show related are stuff. So now. funny! Like I love your tweets. Like you know, you can still sprinkle in your opinion. Yeah. You know, even maybe it's loosely based off of who knows a, a tip you got. But that's that's good. That's, it's nice to see that you've done that, and that's like a really positive step. I mean, this has been a crazy year for everybody, and a lot of people are making big changes and. That's good. I'm, I'm glad. And I'm glad that you're in a good place with it all because I was like, Oh my gosh, is he going to quit doing what he does? Like, <laughs> is this enough to like make you just not want to do it at all? Like, yeah, I mean, there was a part of me that was just like, I just wanted to get away for a week or two where I was just like, I just, I don't want to think about this franchise anymore. I don't want to think about these, you know, people. And I, and I, and there was a part of me and, you know, I, I did want to say, I wanted to thank you because you were one of the people that did reach out to me when this, um, when this came up mm-hmm. and so I wanted to, you know, I thanked you for reaching out then, but I, I publicly wanted to thank you as well for, for reaching out because you and I have had, um, you know, a, a relationship on, you know, through text th- over the years where I've been able to text you about stuff and you've texted me about stuff and we've talked on the phone about things. And, um, so I think you knew me on a level that the people who were reacting to what they heard, uh, they didn't know me on that level. So, um, well, and I didn't want you to think people, Oh, like I remember hearing something like, Oh, people are just nice to you because of, I just felt very like childish and like mean, like spirited almost. And I just thought like, Oh my gosh, like I just say, so you know, I don't feel that way at all. Like this is, this is not how I work deal with relationships. So yeah, of course yeah. that's, I just, and I, I really did feel for you and anybody who, you know, I've reached out to other villains before anyone who's been, in that position where they're kind of getting that level of scrutiny, I've lived it. And it's, <laughs> I didn't have a lot of people reaching out to me, so I'll just put it that way. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. I even had close friends that were kind of, you know, turning their backs on me. So, uh, <laughs> um, you know, it's just interesting to see how people react to things in your inner circle even. So um, I'm glad you're in a good place and I love your podcast. It's really relaxing. I listen to it 
all the time. So I'm glad you're still doing it. Well, th- yeah. Well, thank you. Um, it's been, you know, it was for a few weeks there. It was just like, I just, the good thing, I, I guess the good thing that, um, one of the other good things that happened, the timing of it was, it was during the off season. It was while Katie's season, um, was filming. So it didn't affect, like, I wasn't, I wasn't doing a lot website wise outside of my once a week podcast when all that stuff went down. So it's not like I had to uh, fight through stuff and write stuff every day that I didn't feel like writing. I just wasn't doing anything other than my Thursday podcast because this all happened in April, which is when Katie season was filming. So, and Katie season obviously was filmed in a bubble. So nothing was getting out and I didn't have anything to report on her season. So it was good that it was two months before her season starting airing. And then once her season started airing, things had pretty much kind of died down. I wasn't getting, um, a ton of hate. You get the, you get the emails here and there, but like I, like I said, again, I can tell when I get an email from somebody who had an issue with all that, if it's somebody that was literally hearing that for the first time, or if it's somebody that obviously knows me a lot better than that. And, I admitted their whole work, you know, I admitted my mistake. Um, I admitted, um, I owned what I did. I wasn't trying to hide from it. Uh, I owned what I did. I apologize to those involved. And all you can do when something like that comes up is apologize, move on and do better. And I think I've, yeah, throw yourself on the sword. We know. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud of you. You handled it really well. So I'm glad to hear that. (laughs) Well, thank you. It, um, it was tough there for a couple of weeks and you know, like I said, you don't like being called, you know, it's one thing to be called like, Oh, you're a jerk or you're, you're a cocky asshole or whatever. And I, that it's, it's one thing to be called that versus being called, you know, an incel and a future rapist. Like, come on. Like that's, it's such a stretch. You obviously don't know me. You, you can ask any former girlfriend of mine, every woman I've ever been with. Like I've never this was, it was, it was a thing, uh, you know, I, I, I never should have made that phone call to Demi. I told her I never should have done that. Um, I apologized, moved on. I, I would never do it again. I, I, I recognize the mistake that I made and all I can do is never do it again. You know, simple well, as that. All I can say is all through all of my years of our correspondence, I've never felt that, that way from you or anything, any sort of weirdness or uncomfortableness. So, um, but you know, just, Hey, it's moving on.com. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. all you can do. It's just, it's not a good feeling when all that stuff comes up and yeah. I just feel like, Oh, so I so felt for you. And, um, yeah, no, it wasn't you're in a good place. No, thanks. I appreciate it. And you know, I'm not, you know, I didn't, I didn't bring you on for you, for you to say those things. Like I'm sure, pe- I'm sure people are no, going to be I like, I was just curious. I definitely, cause that's why I texted you. I'm like, I want to see how he's doing. And yeah. Um, and I, it's hard, but you know, I like, I really limit my um, intake of the bachelor world. Now I don't really watch relig- religiously. I I've muted a lot of people. I just, for me, like I said, I have to protect my, my, uh, my peace, my inner peace. And, <laughs> um, so I don't see everything, but, yeah, it's just online. The hate hatred is crazy. Yeah, it's just it's bad because it's next next level. It's really bad. It and it doesn't need you know it doesn't need to be that. Like I was always critical uh, of contestants on this show, and I. But the thing is, the ironic thing is for the contestants that you know have an issue with me. I, the ironic thing is, is like 
if you read my stuff, if you've read my stuff over the years, and I've been doing this for 17 years now, I'm kind of pro-contestant because I'm I'm anti-production. And if, you know, if they experienced what it's like to be on the show, like, I'm well aware of what you went through. Like, I'm if, if anything, I'm someone who understands what you went through, even though I've never been on the show. I've spoken to enough contestants and I've heard every single freaking story that has happened in the history of this show for the most part, a lot of them. I'm not going to say everyone, but you know what I'm saying? Like I get it. I, I understand it. So in my writings, in my podcast, I'm constantly calling out production for their manipulations, for their tricks. Like, let me ask you this at any point during your season, when you were filming, did you ever, were you ever, um, kept up in an ITM and not be allowed to go to sleep or not be allowed to eat because they wanted you to do a particular thing. It might not have happened to you, but was it ever that way with you? Did you ever get any sort of special treatment for anything because, you know, you were Ben's favorite? You know, I would say I get, I I was in interviews, I think a lot more than the other girls were. I will say, I mean, I, I felt that way. At least I was constantly being pulled in. And you can't really say no. Like, I mean, they're just like, you know, that's why I'd always like, I remember someone saying, oh, she was napping all the time because then I could take my mic off and um, they'd have to mic me up again. So, but as far as like special treatment goes, I remember like the day of the um, rose ceremonies, especially in the first half of filming, the days are so long. They make you start getting ready at like six o'clock in the morning. Um for a party that's going to be filmed at night and uh, because they start filming the interviews. There's so many contestants to film. And I will say they were like, I'd always be like, Hey, can you let me go last? So like, I don't have to start getting ready at six o'clock in the morning. There were definitely favors for me um, to keep me happy and comfortable probably because I threatened to leave and they knew (laughs) me. (laughs) Um, Obviously the wine, they were, a lot of wine, like one more wine. Here's more wine. And I got to a point where I stopped taking drinks from people because I'm a lightweight and I, I actually don't drink hard alcohol just cause whew, you know, yeah. um, it hits me really hard and I just don't like the hangover. It's just not worth it for me. But, um, I really like, there were definitely times where that got away from me and I, I can tell through interviews, but they, they just keep it coming. Yeah. And I got to the point where I was like, I'm not going to have a drink unless I see the person pour it. Because I remember one time feeling like a little, woo, like that feels like I, I'm just so in tune with my body. And I was like, this feels off to me. Yeah, and so I told him that. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was wondering, because you're someone obviously who was the final choice. So clearly there were probably some concessions made for someone like you versus someone that, um, you know, maybe got eliminated in the third or fourth episode. That was just a number on that show. You were not just a number on Ben's season, but you know, the stories I've heard over the years of, look, we're not letting you go to sleep until you give us this in a soundbite. And some people, some people just saying like, yeah, after a while I just gave in, I just gave them what they wanted because I wanted to go to bed or I wanted to eat something was a couple sound bites that they really tried hard to get out of me um during the pickup day the pickup shots before hometowns um when you you know you bring out every outfit you've worn and you sit there and yeah. you can usually tell i'm like god i just look bad like my hair looks bad my make you know i just could tell which day what day that was but there were ones i just refused to say and what they you know what the, what happens is they ask you the same question but three different ways hoping to get what they want and if you don't if they don't get what they want then they'll say, can you just say this? And they have the lines. And there were ones that like, 
you know, halfway through the day, you're filming all day, you're tired, you want to be done. You, they're, they're not going to let you go until you do each date or each day that they need the pickup shots for. And there were times where I like, I was just like, I'm not going to say that. Like, that's really dorky. Or yeah. like, I would never say that. Like, I remember there were ones where like, they wanted me to be like, I got the fish. Like, cause like the fishing date. And it was like something like, I'm not saying that. It's so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the insecure thing. And we want you to say you're treating the girls that way because you're insecure or they had me saying some like, they were trying to get me to say something really mean about the final two girls. And I just refused. And I will say I had a pretty big backlash from one of the producers through a fit. And like, you kind of feel like you're in trouble. And I was like, well, screw this. Like it was the day I was meeting um, the, the mom and the sister and it just put me in a bad mood. Mm. Well, I, so one of the things you talked about, I think in the book you did, or maybe you told me this. No, I think this is in the book. When you guys went to the Dominican Republic, which was the first trip after you guys, I think it was San Francisco, then Utah, then Dominican Republic. Is that what it was? The order? Mm-hmm, Utah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Utah to Dominican Republic. Wasn't there a, <laughs> wasn't there a, um, very, uh, sick bug going around in Dominican Republic? Was it just you or was it just all the girls or was it all the girls? Uh, was it a, I- Sure. I mean, I talked about us taking laxatives in Puerto Rico. That was in our book. That was hilarious. Oh, Puerto Rico. I'm sorry. Puerto Rico, not Dominican Republic. I mean, I definitely in Belize got sick too. I think that was like more of a Montezuma's revenge sitch, but (laughs) I don't don't know if there was like a bug going around. Is that what? Yeah, no. So Puerto Rico, you had, what was it that happened in Puerto Rico with you or is it all the girls? Me and like a girl, no, it was just me and my friend and then one of the producers. um, Yeah, we took laxatives and we got... (laughs) We were, we had, then the date card came after we did it and then we were both on it and me and my friend were like, Casey, we're like, oh my God, this is bad. This is, <laughs> this is, we did not time this well at all. So you, <laughs> so. you took laxatives before the softball de- group date? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And then I swear it was like shortly after, um, you know, it was like in the morning, the date card arrived and I was like, oh my God, we didn't even think of this. They put us on a bus. We were on a long bus ride. We had to play softball or baseball or whatever. Um, and like the next morning we were awake all in the morning getting ready. And me and Casey were just like, look at each other. We were just, just sh- like shook. We were so sick to our stomach. Oh. oh yeah. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah. Puerto Rico. Um, yeah. Cause you guys went Puerto Rico, Belize, Panama, or Panama, then Belize? It was Panama, uh, then Belize, I believe. I think it was, yeah, no, you're right. It was Panama. Jamie Otis got sent home in Panama. And, um, yeah, then we went to Belize. And then from Belize, we went to hometowns, I hometowns. believe. Right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the home and the hometown things is always interesting because, I, I, I mean, I know I've talked about it numerous times on the website, but, again, you never know who's listening for the first time. A lot of people think that when hometowns happens, when on a normal season of hometowns, obviously we're coming off four consecutive seasons where, or three consecutive seasons with uh, hometowns being, they fly the family to the location because everything was being shot in a bubble. But normal season, hometowns, you know, you get down to final four women. Everyone seems to think like, oh, so the four women just go back home and they wait for, you know, Ben to show up. And it's like, no, that's not how it works. Like what happens is, and I'm sure it happened on your season, 
There's a holding pattern, yeah. Yeah, you go to L.A. And I was the last one. <laughs> so you had, you had the last hometown. So basically, you're in a hotel in L.A. with your handler. They take you to the movies. Sometimes I've heard they've gone to Disneyland. They let me go back to my apartment, actually, and get some more clothes. Oh, they did? Okay. I got my hair dyed. I got my nails done. <laughs> I ordered room service. They forgot to take the phone out of my room. I made a phone call. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. It was. I was just waiting for my time to get to Arizona. Yeah. So, but you had the last one, and I and I remember this specifically. Your actual hometown was on Halloween. I remember that. I remember that specifically. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So you had the you had the last one. So what happens is the other three women who aren't on a hometown are in not. You're in L.A., but you're all in different hotels. Like, they don't even put you in the same hotel. Like, so when you were in your hotel, Nikki was in another one, and Lindsay was in another one, and KCB was in another one. And then... Yeah, we were never in the same hotel. Never in the same hotel. One girl, like, so, so let's say KCB is up first. I can't remember the order of your season other than you being last. But let's say KCB's up first. She leaves, goes to Nashville. She stays in a hotel in Nashville overnight. Um, it's not like she goes to see her family. She she goes to the day portion. She sees Ben. And when she walks through her hometown door with Ben, that's the first time she's seeing her family on her hometown day. It's not like you get to go home and hang out with them and then like, okay, I'm going to go see Ben and I'll be back. Like, no, it's like you don't see your family until you walk in that door unless you're given some yeah. sort of special treatment. It's true. Um, yeah. And my hotel was so close to my parents' house. I was like, oh, shit, I could walk there in the middle of the night. I was dying to see them. Like, I'm a person who really relies on my, you know, my family for their input. And I actually tried when I, well, I have two funny stories. I don't want to forget. Um, after KCB got sent home after hometowns, the driver brought her back to my hotel. So I came home from the ceremony getting my rose and she was crying in front of the hotel. Somebody screwed up and I felt so bad. Oh. They brought her to the wrong hotel. But uh, yeah, for my hometown, um, I could have walked him. I tried calling him though. When I, I told you I made a call and my dad answered his cell phone and they were there setting up my hometown. <laughs> and I said, Hey dad is bug. I'm calling you illegally. And he's like, you better not be. And he hung up on me. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my gosh, I had my one chance. And then shortly after, a producer came in. They they, they figured out I was making calls. <laughs> oh, oops. <laughs> yeah, she got an, an earful. Um, but I was like, oh, my gosh, I finally get through to somebody. I just wanted to, you know, chat with him. So, and then, yeah, I saw him when we came bouncing in with flowers. And, and, then, and then the great. It's so quick. The great you know? scoop, the great scoop that you shared from uh, in your book was – after you guys were already engaged, you're back from Switzerland. I think it was like the next weekend. It was within one or two weeks. Ben went to high school in Arizona. and or oh, no, I mean, sorry, college. It was his college reunion or high school? College, right? Um, college, yeah. Yeah, because he, went, yeah, to U- he, yeah, cause he went to U of A. So he was at his U of A college reunion, which was very close to where you were. And he made a – you guys had a secret meetup that was not ABC sanctioned. He actually, the night of his college reunion, he ended up – going to see you right he was so nervous but yeah my dad picked him up in the airport i was like and he laid in the back seat of the car and we came he stayed <laughs> at my parents house we stayed at my sister's house and i think my, i think my sister told me a story about like he had his dog too scotch was with us and i think he was like careful walking him like you know i think we had to have like somebody else do it or something but yeah it was uh that was fun 
Yeah, no, that was... <laughs> and then we had Thanksgiving together. Oh, and Thanksgiving together. So that would have been fairly close because Thanksgiving was right after... Because filming usually ends right around Thanksgiving time. So that was so that trip was Thanksgiving weekend, basically? I, if I if My memory serves me, which I said, it's been pretty bad, and I have pregnancy brain and mom brain. I'm pretty sure he had Thanksgiving with us. Yeah, he did. He had Thanksgiving with us, I remember, because my mom forgot to turn the oven on. And we went to sit down for Thanksgiving, and, and, <laughs> and the cook, the turkey wasn't cooked. And he goes, oh, I was going to open it. I wanted to smell it, but I didn't want to let the heat out. <laughs> oh, um, wow. So, yeah, we had to, like, fast bake it. It tasted like turkey jerky. It was – I just remember she was mortified. But, yeah, it was Thanksgiving. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, that was – So, when the blinds were closed, my dad was all paranoid. Like, you're going to get sued by ABC. And did they ever did by the way did they ever find out about it until you wrote about it in your book or no? Did anybody no, ever uh-uh. never told they anybody? Never found out. <laughs> well, I mean it worked out. I mean hey, if you don't get caught, why not, you know? I mean I, I know really I'm sure you're not the only him. I'm sure you're not the only final couple that's ever tried to meet up without I've idiot. heard of people like wearing wigs and yeah. you know, it's actually pretty easy to do, but I mean like even during the happy couple um trips we do, like I had a producer fly with me. Like they watched my monitored my phone pretty closely. Like I couldn't have the name saved in my phone. Um, yeah, like they they're with you. They're really they watch you like a hawk. So when you were flying to L.A. for your happy couple weekends with him, oh wait, no, you were in. LA. So I lived were... in yeah, I lived in L.A. So like I they would fly me up to the Bay Area. Like we did one, and then I took the train from L.A. up to Santa Barbara. We did one in Montecito. We did one up in. Um, like up near his house and yeah, they flew with me. <laughs> they would pick me up in the car. They'd be with me the, the same handler the whole time out of, I had Adam Mansfield, um, really great guy, Yeah, but yeah, they'd sit next to me on the flight. And I and, remember, I mean, obviously you don't have the ring, but like, like he would kind of just keep a very close eye and then they come over and they check in on you. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, that's the other thing during a happy couple visit, you're not allowed. It's not like when you, you know, I'm sure you had some happy couple visits down in LA as well. And, you know, in the, in the homes, the, in the same houses that they usually use. Like I yeah. remember the producers came by to see us and they're like, Oh, Vienna was here. She set the alarm off in the middle of the night once. And I'm like, Oh really? <laughs> like if these walls could talk. You yeah, know? <laughs> I, know, I was going to say, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's not like when you guys had a happy couple visit, whether it was in San Francisco or whether it was in LA, it's not like you and Ben could like be like, hey, let's go on a nighttime walk and hold hands. Like you're not allowed to leave because if anybody sees you, you basically just ruin the whole season. You literally have a a weekend to where you can't do anything other than stay inside, watch TV, play board games. That's basically what I heard. You eat, yeah, you play board but- games, you watch TV, and you do other things. That's what I. Yeah, heard. I would go to the pretty much. Yeah, it gets. Honestly, it gets a little bit boring, and I feel like those are the times where I was like, hmm, like, if there's a lot of silence between us. Um, we had some shows at the time we'd watch, and then I remember it was a big deal because his sister and brother-in-law were able to stay with us one time, but he really pushed hard for that. Um, and that was really fun. We played board games, and we cooked steaks, and had, you know, <laughs> we played, we just had a really good time that weekend. But yeah, that definitely it's it's different. It's not real life. Yeah, it's just like yeah, you're on. You're, we you're, painted. We <laughs> painted once. Like you can have the producers like, hey, can you go pick up? We want to make lobsters tonight. Like he made. We made chipino, or I think that's what it's called. Like we made like extravagant meals. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like you're allowed to see each other, and it's like finally, like we can date, but we're still dating in private. We're not allowed to like you said, like go to the movies together, go walk around. You know, it's just you're in a confined space for three, four days, however long it was. So, just out of curiosity, uh, you mentioned TV shows. Do you remember which TV shows you guys binged in the in your happy couple visits? What TV shows were happening at that time? We were like, me and Ben were totally into this one. There was one I can't remember. It was kind of like a lower end show. I'll remember. Um, gosh, what was that? Like it was like family something, just like a you know NBC show. Parent, you know what I think it was Parenthood. Parenthood. Oh, okay. Yes, I'm like family, but <laughs> connect the dots. Yeah, I think it was Parenthood. Okay. Yeah, I'd be curious to ask every final couple that, like, because I know it's hours and hours together. You can't go anywhere or do anything. You, I would think most couples binge watch either movies or a TV show. And I'm curious, and you're the first, you're the first one of a final couple person that I've ever thought to ask that to. But since I'm such a huge TV guy, I'd be curious to know what other, what the final couples have. Yeah. Have I remember we, there was a movie Celeste and Jesse forever. That, that was really good. Um, love it. I bought it because it's got, um, it was Andy Samberg in it, and he's so and uh, Rosita Jones. Is that am I saying that right? Uh, but yeah, that was a good movie. And then a lot of music. I mean, I'm still that way. I mean, I always have music on, but playing music. Mm. Yeah, that's a good question. But like you Where's said, you like you said, it was it it was was it also like you said a lot of dead silence because you're still like you're spending three or four days alone with this person, but you still just kind of met them because you're. You're basically spending more time you're more time with them in a happy couple visit than you probably did the whole time you were on the show in terms of one-on-one alone time with Ben. Yeah, I, I do remember at times in, in, in just the course of a relationship being like, there's a lot of silence here. And like, I don't know if that was just what that was, but um, yeah, I remember feeling that way. And I mean, you can't, I think also in that case like he's a person who really likes to be surrounded by friends constantly he's a much more social uh bigger social stamina than i do um so it would have been nice to have more people around i mean just gets to the point where you're like well it's just us (laughs) yeah no i hear you i mean it's 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 just different it's just it's weird to think about we go through it every season obviously there's a final couple every season but when you really think about it, because any final couple you talk to, you, you know, they all say the same thing. Like your relationship really starts once the show ends, because that's when you truly get to know mm-hmm. each other. Cause you're, oh, yeah. you're barely getting any time when you're on the show. Uh, maybe total of two to three days. If you add up all the hours of alone time you got with Ben, it was maybe two or three days. And yet you're engaged to this person at the end. It's just, it's, it's gotta be a weird, weird feeling that, it is. And for, you know, come to think of it, like a part of a, a huge part of a relationship and getting to know somebody is seeing how they treat other people and how they interact with other people. And, you know, there was a huge part of me that felt like I needed to prove like, hey, I'm not that person that they portrayed. And, you know, I saw things post-show, like how interactions were that I was like, not really like, oh, like I I never noticed that or I didn't, you know, I didn't know that that's how you'd handle a situation like that or whatever. And, um, so yeah, I feel like that's a huge part of as to why you really start to see all sides of that person and how they interact with everybody in their life, their friends or family, uh, you know, the wait waitresses, um, you know, wherever you go. Yeah, no, it's, that's fascinating stuff. And I think it's a, things that 
while fans watch this show season in and season out, they probably don't think about when it comes down to, you know, there's, you know, there's a final couple happening. Um, you know, obviously we know there's a final couple on, on Michelle's season. She clearly chose somebody and she's going through the same exact thing that uh, you are now, you know, getting to know this guy and, and it's just, yeah. And it's just, it's just amazing because it's also funny that, you know, people have to get on planes and stuff like that. And very rarely, do they get uh, do they get ever found out? And you guys do well, and the, the the attention you get once you do get out is also something that you've never had to deal with before. Is being in a public relationship. Oh yeah, it was it was hard, you know, because people come up and they want pictures and like talk about seeing how people interact. You really get pushed into an um, unnatural situation that you you know. So you really are dealing with things that are abnormal, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's definitely part of it too, because you're so excited to be able to do those normal things, but yet your life isn't normal. Like I really had a hard time with adjusting to people coming up and I, I love, I've, I've, I had to learn how to deal with it because it's a little awkward at first. Oh, I can't imagine, especially, I mean, you were somebody that was somewhat in the public eye. You had dated a public figure before, so it wasn't completely foreign to you, but still, but they I, were coming up just to meet me. They were exactly. coming up to meet the actors, you know, like, and so I just was like a fly on the wall where it's, this is like, wait, they want a picture. And then they'd ask questions about a relationship, you know, hell, even after we broke up the last year, we were, weren't together. Like I'd say people were still coming up asking how we were doing to me. And <laughs> I finally just said, Oh, we're great. We're doing good. He's awesome. You know, like I just got so, it's like, I don't want to talk about it, you know? Yeah, no, it's, it's a it's a weird phenomenon, and this it just shows the popularity of this show that um, every couple has probably dealt with that. You know, Michelle's dealing with it now. Tasha dealt with it. Claire dealt with it. Katie dealt with it. I mean, all of them. Um, Clayton's going to be know. dealing I with think it, it soon. Can create a lot of anxiety. I think some people handle it. They just have their personality takes to it a little bit better, um, especially with parlaying it into other careers, but. I'll be curious to see, like, with, like, Katie and Blaine, like, Blaine, like, what, was it Blaine or Blake? <laughs> Blake. <laughs> I have, we have friends, oh, my God, that are Katie and Blaine, they're going to die. Um, yeah, that, like, what happened there? I mean, that was such a short-lived romance, and I'd be curious if you got any tea. I know you're not going to report on anything, just tips, but yeah. that's, like, seems like the quickest breakup um, I don't think it was the quickest because some people didn't even make it to after the final rose. I mean, technically, Ari and Becca broke up before after the final rose. Oh yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, Whoops. so yeah, Ari and Becca. Uh, there was who's the other one that definitely broke up before Katie and Blake did. Um, somebody brought it up yesterday in my emails, but I can't remember. I'm blanking. But yeah, Ari is the first one that comes to mind. He didn't even make it to the after the final rose. Clearly, with Becca. Um ended that engagement uh literally so they got engaged right around the same time you guys would have um right before thanksgiving like a week before thanksgiving and ari broke up with becca second week of january like they they didn't even last two months from the time they got engaged to the time they broke up as opposed to at least katie and blake lasted three months from the time their finale aired so they technically mastered if you if you're going by the date of engagement they got engaged in may and made it till october end of october so oh, wow. so yeah they that's made it hannah brown maybe oh yeah hannah yeah that's the other one hannah hannah and uh uh-huh. jed had broke didn't even make she didn't even make it to her after the final rose with her fiance so yeah 
I kind of felt like that was what I, I remember my sister saying she felt like that was going to happen to us. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, like she was warning me, like, I'm afraid he's going to break up with you there. And I was like, really? Like, <laughs> I was like, really didn't know what to expect going into that, honestly. Oh, you, she thought he was going to break up with you at the after the funnel rose. Yeah. Yeah. She kept, she was worried. She's like, I don't know, Court. I just feel like, because things have been so rocky and it literally was just like a phone call the night before. Like, or I think I was on my way there to film. I'm like, so what's our story? And he's like, oh, we're together. Everything's fine. And I'm like, <laughs> because you because you guys had broken up before that, or at least it had gone. You had gone a couple weeks, I believe, where you we never even where you never even heard from him. Consistently, yeah, exactly. It was weird, and I was like, it's just so weird. I'm so glad this is all in the past. I just yeah. all even just like taking this trip down memory lane. It's like it's probably like you. I'm just like okay, that's enough. I'm, it's what? just it's so just too much. Well, the, well, the amazing thing is, is this like. I, Maybe because you and I have talked about this stuff over the years, but the fact that we're talking about this, and this was nine years ago. Can you believe this was <laughs> that long ago? Like, it doesn't even, uh, to me, it doesn't it seem like it was that happy. long. But. It, it makes me so happy to be like, oh my gosh, I just round up. I'm like, it was 10 years ago. 10 and years. People laughing, yeah. like, oh, that was 10 years ago. Like, I love the further away I get from it all, but it's just, you know, I can look back at fondly and like with a positive light. It's just. I'm just so happy I found my husband and I'm have I'm like in my favorite season of life. And it's honestly, for me, it's almost like, I can't believe all that happened. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure for you now as a married woman and with a child and a kid on the way, that must seem like a completely different, like it's clear, clearly it was a chapter in your book, your book of life, but it just seemed, it's just like, wow, it, yeah, it happened, but that's just not my life anymore. Like it's so far, re- I'm so far removed from what was going on during all that, that now I'm, you know, I'm happy, I'm married, I got a child, I got another one, a daughter on the way. Like it, it's gotta be just almost weird to think back on it. Like, I can't believe I went through that to get where I am yeah. now. That's how I feel. And I'm like, Oh my God, I will remember things just randomly, like something. Will, and I'm like, wow, I can't believe all that happened. And I'm, I'm so glad that it's like, you know, we cleared the air and, you know, cause we did go through like kind of a unique thing together and now my husband and I watch some of the shows, not religiously, but like we kind of like joke back and forth. We laugh so hard. And it's just, it's almost like I'm watching as like somebody who hasn't been on it. Like, you know, yeah. we just make jokes and stuff. So yeah, wild. Well, I'm happy that you're happy. I know you, I know you got, uh, you got to run in a little bit. So Courtney, I'm thank go you. I'm going to take a COVID test just for, for peace of mind. I feel fine, but um, oh, okay. I do no. them every once in a while. No, so. nothing, nothing wrong with that. Um, thank you so much uh, for coming on. I love talking to you, and I'm glad we were able to, again, go down a memory lane a little bit, even though it was so Yeah, <laughs> feel free ago. to trim the fat. Like I said, I'm trying to stay on, on point here, but I have oh, a no. busy brain, and I'm so glad to chat with you and hear that you're doing well and, and still sticking with it. So keep up, keep up the good work and yeah, I'm here. Um, let's not let it another three years go by. Yeah, no, no doubt. Thank you so much, Courtney. <laughs> I really appreciate it. And good luck with everything. We'll be following along uh, on your Instagram to, uh, you know, I'm sure that'll be, you know, announced and when the baby is born and all that. So we'll be looking out for it. So good luck with everything. Hope everything works out for you guys. And, uh, we'll certainly be in touch. Awesome. That sounds good. Steve, have a great day. You too. Thank you so much to Courtney for coming on. Really appreciate that. One thing I want to get to really quick. I'm recording this ending a couple hours after the 
interview took place. I had emailed one of the other women from Ben's season after I recorded with Courtney. I was just telling her, hey, Courtney was on. She told the story about how you guys had to go back for the uh, after the show to do the skiing date. And maybe I misunderstood Courtney when she was telling the story. I thought she was saying, I, I knew they went back. I knew all the women on that group date, or most of them, uh, were asked back after the season had over and they had to refilm stuff. What I told Courtney in the interview, as you heard me say, was I thought they had to go back and recreate the skiing date. That's why I was so surprised that the day they shot that skiing date during the season, so many pictures got out because everyone on that street who lived on that street was just taking shots from their windows and stuff like that. And that's why I was like, wait, they reshot the whole skiing date? And that's why I was so surprised years after the fact that once I did find it out years later that no pictures got out. When I asked the other girl from her season, she's like, no, 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 no. We didn't, sh- we didn't shoot the actual date date. We just had to go back and do a lot of pickups, which is you know putting on the same outfits you wore during the season and doing ITMs. And they had to reshoot something like driving to the event, uh, driving to the group date. So I was like, oh, okay, no wonder. I must have misunderstood. So that's the answer to that. It wasn't they reshot them skiing. It was just those women had to come back to shoot a lot of stuff because something happened with a sponsorship within the show. Something along those lines is why. Because I was like, why did you have to do that? They don't do that for especially a group date that was on episode three of the season, why would they bring literally 10 women back? And it had something to do with a promotion and something. I don't know. I didn't really, I didn't care at that point. I was just like, oh, okay, so you didn't reshoot the skiing part. And she said no. So that's the explanation uh, to that. But again, great having Courtney on. Love talking to her. She kept dropping a lot of stuff during that interview. Not like, I mean, if, you, if you're if you a diehard of this show and you know kind of the ins and outs, I think a lot of stuff that Courtney said you maybe have heard before, but it's it's cool to hear it from somebody that lasted as long as she did on the show. But if you're fairly new or you're not a diehard, you don't know every ins and outs of this show, she revealed a lot of stuff about ITMs, happy couple visits. Really interesting to hear uh, that stuff coming from somebody who won the show. So, again, love talking to Courtney. So glad everything's worked out for her. It's having a daughter, and right now, due date is December 15th. She's got a a son that's about 15 months old. So, yeah, good for her. I'm glad everything's worked out for her, and she'll always be uh, welcome on this podcast. And as, as I said in the podcast, she was someone that reached out to me when everything went down a few months ago with me, and... um yeah, I remember stuff like that, and, you know, she's not someone that, you know, we talk all the time, but I can, anytime I text Courtney, I know that I'll get a response, and uh, she has reached out to me a few times for things over the years. So, you know, someone I can consider a friend, acquaintance, whatever you want to call it, but, um, yeah, I appreciated her reaching out to me when all that went down, and, I'll, you know, I'll never forget that, so... Thanks again to Courtney for coming on. Thank you for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. Much appreciated. Back next week, yet again, with podcast number 259. So for Courtney Robertson Preciado, I'm Reality Steve. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week. See ya!